Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? You know how much I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. It has come to my attention that a whole bunch of you guys are downloading this podcast And um, I just want to tell you, thank you for that. I mean, it's an honor to be welcomed into your life. And I just want to say all of our podcasters out there, we talk, of course, this is this is on the radio, but we love you guys so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen, to comment, to send us our thank yous and stuff like that. We love all of our podcast listeners out there. For those of you that are tuning in today, my guest is, I just, I told her when I answered the phone, I'm like, you, you are goals. You know, that's kind of what we say. You're, you're, she's, she's total women ministry goals, guys. But we're going to get to her in just a second. She is going to bless you because she has written another book that we're going to talk about today. Bold Biblical Truth. That is what we are about. And why is that important? Because it is our our Bibles, the word of God is the word of God and it is direction. It is light for your path. You got a problem? Find the answer in the wonderful counseling of God's word. Bold truth. Also, we're about raw faith. I have come as being raised in the church. My dad was a pastor. I saw it all. I saw people that pretended to step out in faith, but really they were controlling every step and they were calling it faith. I want to see some Moseses. I want to see some uh, Joshua's, some Abraham, some Peter's walking on the water. I want to see you being scared, but confident in our almighty God to meet you on the other side of your faith. I want some raw faith out there. And that's what the Autumn Show is going to encourage you um, to do. So thank you so much for listening. I want to get straight to my guest because she's like, you know, like I said, goals. Um, Her name is Liz Curtis Higgs, y'all. She has she has done so many different things, but she has sold uh, over four million books. That is insane. Um, You know, I know uh, y'all know that I have written a book and am writing a book. Um, that is you, that, that is nothing but God to, to sell that many books. Uh, she's a Bible teacher. She speaks at conferences set over 1700. She used to do radio. She's been on media, uh, tons and tons of media outlets, and she has written a new book today. So I want to go ahead and just welcome to our show, Liz Curtis Higgs. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful, Autumn. Delighted to be on with you. Thanks. Welcome to our show today. Now, I um I I am inspired by you and I just I know a lot of ministry people listen to our show and um I know that the wisdom that you're going to share and your new book and stuff like that is really going to inspire them. But one of the things I want to just kind of jump in and talk about is um what uh, the the biblical illiteracy in America. Um, this is something that I talk about a lot. I, I get frustrated with it's it's it breaks my heart because so many people want want a special formula to get out of their trial. They want a special formula to get um, out of their situation. 
And really what they need is to study and focus on the word of God. You know, it does light our path. It is wisdom. Talk to me about your passion for this as well. I think my passion stems from the fact that when I met Jesus 35 years ago, uh, as a woman in my late 20s, don't do the math, just promise, but, <laughs> but 35 years ago, uh, this, it was such a God thing. I was such a bad girl. God yanked me out of this quagmire mm. and put me on his path. And, of course, the truth is, backing up one step, the quagmire was part of his path mm. for me. Um, and I didn't understand that. You know, when I was born again, I thought, oh, my goodness, what a waste of a decade I just spent. Mm. And it's taken me these 35 years to understand God didn't waste one second of that decade. He has used all of it mm. in my ministry. I mean, who else would write bad girls of the Bible except a former bad girl? That's right. You know, and really bad and slightly bad, <laughs> because there are so many bad girls in the Bible. Um, but, you know, talking about the literacy piece, as far as... Do people know their Bibles? It was interesting when Bad Girls of the Bible came out. People looked at me kind of shocked and said, are there any bad girls in the Bible? I'm like, have you read it? Stop it. it. Are you serious? Yeah, Christians were sort of like, I don't get it. Now, my bad girl sisters, they understood immediately. (laughs) They got it. They said, oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Jezebel. Yeah. Yep, and Rahab and uh, the woman at the well. Oh, gosh, there's so many amazing stories in the Word about women who um, some were bad for a reason, some were bad for a season. They all had a story, but they are in God's Word to teach us. So, friends, we got to know God's Word. And so back up to 35 years ago, when I came to know Jesus, He gave me such a hunger for the Bible, because I had grown up in church, but Mm. I had not grown up in the Word. Mm. And so church to me was a one-hour experience every week, Knowing the Lord as Savior, friend, everything, and knowing his love letter to you is what changes everything. And so I was working in radio at the time, doing a morning show, which meant I got home at 11 o'clock in the morning, done for the day, a single woman. I could sit down and put my face in my brand new, saved up for it, $50 Ryrie Study Bible. I thought if you bought the biggest Bible they had at the Bible bookstore, it had the most stuff in it, you know? You got it, girl. That's right. So great big Bible, lots of notes. You know, I just needed every kind of help. I was completely in the dark about the Word. Um, So the only way you're going to get in the light is to start reading it. So I just dove in. It was like a feast to me mm. because he had called me unto himself and filled me with the Spirit. What I was looking at weren't just words on the page. Yeah. They were truth. They were light. They yeah. were life. It was everything. Yeah. So, of course, what happens when you do that, I'm just warning, heads up, everybody, if you get in the Word like that hours a day, because I was single, no interruptions, you know, I'm not sure I even had a cat then. <laughs> so... <laughs> so you know, by that point, give me a few months of that, I couldn't wait to teach. Yeah. Now, this is a brand new believer. My church should have said, patted me in the head and said, come back in a couple of years. But you know what? They trusted God. Mm. And they trusted my passion. And they said, okay, if you want to lead a women's Bible study, I guess you can go for it. So I did. Uh, so I was teaching the Word the same year that I came to know God. Mm. 
And that could only be God. That is not Lizzie. That's not, oh, my, she must be smart or she must be dedicated. She ain't nothing special. But Mm. God is amazing. And so ever since then, obviously, I'm on a high passion to get people that excited about the Word. Mm. And, uh, And, you know, it is fun when you teach and you watch people's eyes light up, and it's like they get it. A dear friend of mine came to a Bible study in my home. We were, my husband and I were co-teaching. He's got a Ph.D. in Hebrew, so believe me. Whoa. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> Way more than I do. That's intimidating. Uh, uh, it would be, except um, we serve the same God, and he uses both of us in different ways as teachers. Wow. And so, you know, we, we shared from our heart and from the Word to this lovely couple, and I remember the day she understood the concept of grace as it is described to us in the, in the Word. And she almost fell out of her chair, literally. Mm-hmm. It was like, do you mean I'm actually forgiven? It was like this amazing aha for her. Wow. That only happens when you get around the Word of God. Yeah. And the beauty of it is she knows where to go back to study it again. Yeah. You know, if you hear someone preach it or teach it, that's great. But you need to you need to be feeding yourself. You need to be you know studying on your own. And studying doesn't mean earning a PhD in Hebrew. Though I love my man for that. It just means reading the Word, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be this huge Thanksgiving feast every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great if you have that kind of time. For most of us, it's going to be the kind of thing I'm offering in Thirty One Proverbs to light your path. Mm-hmm. It's going to be let's start the day on the right foot in the Word. Let's look at one verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, how does one verse feed you? Well, the same way one bite of something delicious feeds you, and frankly, usually makes you hungry for more. And that's really what we're going for. I, I, I Thank you for sharing all of that, because this is such a passion in my heart. I had the She Reads Truth women on not that long ago, and that's their passion as well. And it is what you just said. It doesn't have to be a Thanksgiving feast. You don't have to sit down for four hours every day, but it's an intentional decision that I am going to get in God's word and let it feed me little by little. I mean, I've got four kids and they're young. So some days I have an hour and some days I have 15 minutes to feed myself before I go, um, you know, but it is an intentional decision to do that. And that'll help fight this uh, biblical illiteracy problem. Thank you for sharing that. I want to get to your new book. Now you have written, I mean, a a lot of them. I know, 37. It's just embarrassing. 37? (laughs) I mean, that's like insane. That's like I know. Who has that much to say, right? That's one for every year that I've been alive. I'm 37. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that was such a good year for me. I hope it's a great year for you. Oh, oh, me too. Will you will you pray for me? Because I feel like your prayers are gonna get answered. Um, uh, she is the author of more than thirty books. The girls still got it. I'm gonna read these off so they know what to. Uh, so my listeners uh, know what all you've written and what to look for. The women of Christmas, which is perfect for this time of year. The women of Easter. Um, bad girls of the Bible. Uh, really bad girls of the Bible uh, are just a few to name. So. Th- so we're going to talk about her new book that's just released, you guys. Um, uh, and it was a Proverbs, uh, 31 Proverbs to Light Your Path. But this is not the only resource that uh, Liz Curtis Higgs has for you. So I want you to check it out. If you're joining us, my guest is Liz Curtis 
Higgs. That's a tongue twister. When oh, you, I know. When you say it all together, that's a tongue twister. Um, LizCurtisHiggs.com. Um, you can go to visit, learn more about her. But she has just released this book, 31 Proverbs to Light Your Path. Not Proverbs 31, okay? 31 Proverbs to Light Your Path. Liz, tell me a little bit about your new project. Well, one of the things I did on my blog a few years ago is I asked my followers, what's your favorite verse of the Bible? I understand. It's very hard to narrow it down, and some people just couldn't give me two and three and four. But, but when you get a thousand people talking to you and telling you that, you, you start to see, okay, what are the favorite verses? Mm. A year ago, I did a book called 31 Verses to Write on Your Heart. Uh, they were from all over the Bible. 31, but about half of them were from Proverbs, and I still had a ton left that were from Proverbs. So that's why it got its own book, because Proverbs has a really unique approach. Unlike elsewhere in the Bible where you get a lot of story, you get narrative, you get teaching, Proverbs, every verse practically stands alone. Mm-hmm. And verse 5 may have nothing to do with verse 6 or 7 or 8. Yeah. So they each stand alone. They are a collection of proverbs of wisdom gathered primarily by Solomon. There are others in there, too. Um, But they're like these delicious nuggets. And I think about half or more in the book, 31 Proverbs to Light Your Path, have the word but in the middle. And so what you're getting is a teaching that says, this is good, but this is bad. Or this might work, but this might work better. Uh, and so it's God teaching us through comparison. You could live this way, but wise people live this way. That kind of thinking. Mm. And so it was just joy for me mm. to take these verses that I know people love or have committed to memory or have been a life first for them and unpack them. Mm. For me, unpacking means, okay, don't, this sounds like too much research, but it's just who I am. It means looking at about 40 English translations of each Wow. Comparing them, looking at what what nuance is there in this word? Why did most translators look at it like this, but a bunch of them went over this direction with this word? Why is it? What was the original Hebrew? Where, you know, where's the difference? Um, Just pulling at the threads to get to the very core of every verse. And then, of course, we're looking at practical stuff, which I have to be honest don't tell anybody on him. It's not my strong suit, okay? <laughs> I love studying the word because I'm an English major. I love studying the word for its sheer beauty as words. Mm. And so I have to always remind myself, Liz, you don't study the word to say, I understand it. You study the word to say, now I should do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I always was bringing it around either to practical stories, examples. Most of my examples in my books are where I have failed. Uh, it's not my nature to say, hey, y'all, I did this right and you can too. I just, that is not me as a teacher. I'm always coming from, here's a weakness of mine that God has revealed to me, and here is a verse that's helping me by God's Holy Spirit to get through this. It's just I just teach better by example, and sadly, so many of my examples mm. are stumblings. But if we can show the stumbling and then the God picking us up part, well, that gives everybody hope. Yeah. And that's really, I think, what we all long for as we read the Word. Please, Lord, tell me I can actually do these things. Mm. So at the end of every little 31, right, little chapter, four or five pages max, is uh, 
a thing I've never done before and I have loved. It's called One Minute, One Step. I found something you can do in 60 seconds based on the chapter that you could do right where you were. I didn't, didn't have a lot of extra ingredients. You know, I tried to imagine where are most people doing this? Maybe in their home, could be at work, could be in their car, on a park bench, who knows. But I tried to choose as many things as I could that were very practical and simple. And 60 seconds. Just to say, when you finish the Bible study part, and there is a study guide at the end with some extra questions if you'd like to go there, can you take one more minute and actually do this? Because mm. it will stick the teaching in your head and your heart more if you've actually done something with your hand. Can you give us an example of what, what one of these things would be? Well, of course. Uh, there's a chapter called Smart Money um, from Proverbs sixteen sixteen. how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. And so um, I talk about um, a little silly story of my own where I really wanted a new raincoat so badly. My husband is frugal. Is that the word? Frugal? <laughs> Tight? Probably. Cheap. But no. <laughs> yeah, kidding. that works too. And it's worked well all our marriage because I'm not. He is. We keep each other in balance. Yeah. But his question always when I am thinking about buying something new is, do you need it? Well, but you know, raincoat, let's not, you need a raincoat. And he said, but I thought you had a raincoat. I said, oh, but you know, years, whatever. No, I don't think I have a raincoat. But I said, I promise before I order this one I've fallen in love with and already put in the cart <laughs> online, <laughs> I promise I'll go look in our closet. So I go into our closet, and don't you know, I mean, this is like embarrassing. I go all the way, and it's a deep, old, funky closet under our stairs, that kind. Yeah. Way in the back, I catch sight of a red, and my favorite color, raincoat. I pull it out. Oh, my goodness. Here's two things you need to understand. Tag's still on it. Same exact raincoat I had just almost bought, what? except they didn't have it in red. I was ordering in the color I didn't even like. And I'm like, how did this happen? Well, I remember how it happened. It came in. I got it super, super on sale two years ago. It didn't really fit. Little tight. So I put it in the closet. Don't we always do this? Thinking, okay, I'll lose 10 pounds. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Well, of course, when I pulled it out, I had actually lost like 20 pounds. And so I put that coat on and, baby, we rocked that red coat. Yeah. And so I ran in the living room and said, hey, look, Bill, free shipping. <laughs> and instant. Instantaneous. And instant. Yeah. This isn't delivery tomorrow, baby. This is in your hands right now. I love it. So, so, but, you know, the point was, you're talking about silver and gold, practically speaking, but also talking about wisdom, which mm. my husband excels in. Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, my... I would have bought the dumb coat. Then I would have gotten it home. Then I would have found the red one and said, well, how stupid is this? Yeah. Um, but instead, my husband's wisdom and frugality paid off very well. So all that is leading up to the one minute, one step for that chapter. Go shopping in your closet. Reach deep inside your closet or wardrobe, past the clothes you wear often, to an item you haven't worn in ages or maybe forgot buying. Mm. Try it on. Still fit? Then plan to wear it soon, maybe even today. Not happening, drop it in a box for your favorite charity shop so another wise and sensible person can go shopping. Mm. So there's your 60 seconds of how to apply what you just learned, do something helpful for yourself or for another person, you know, either way, 
and move on. So that's that's a 60-second example. That's so great and so easy and uh, so practical. Uh, I love it. I don't want to do it. I want to buy the new raincoat myself, but I probably, <laughs> wisdom says I probably should do that. I love that. That's so, so good. Okay, so I'm interested. What, as far as you are concerned, um, what proverb from your book was uh, special to you? Wow. Okay. I have lots. Um, but probably the one that has most impacted me when I wrote the book and then far more after I wrote the book is Proverbs 27.1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Mm. And I thought, who boasts about tomorrow? And God said, are you kidding? <laughs> you do it all the time, Liz. Wow. And I do. You know, oh, I'm so busy. Look at my calendar. When you say that to people, look at all I have going next week. What are you really going for there? Mm, yeah. Is it pride? Is it, you just want to say, wow, look how in demand I What is that about? Mm, that's that good. need to compare to-do lists. And, you know, on the one hand, I'm saying, please pray for me. I've got too much on my calendar. But I think underlying all that is boasting. Mm. Boasting that, you know, at, at my tender age, <laughs> the people still are calling, and I'm, I'm grateful. But oh, God really convicted me about that. Wow, that's good. And then the, the second half, for you do not know what a day may bring, I had a very interesting experience with that. I'll do the 60-second version for you. Uh, in June, I was um, diagnosed with endometrial cancer. Oh Can I just say that was not what I had on my calendar for 2017, just yeah. one there. Mm. And here it is, and it's like, oh, my goodness, Lord, um, this is not something I can say, sorry, too busy, we'll deal with it next year. So God had to walk me through my calendar, lay all these chemo and, you know, radiation and operations and all that stuff on top of a really full calendar, show me what really mattered, show me how I could let go and it would be okay, mm. Show me how I had to confess my weakness to people and say, I would love to do this for you, but I can't this year. Yeah. You know, go to publishers, go to, I mean, it was, it mm. was a journey. Wow. But you know what? It was a great journey. Mm. It wow. was such an opportunity for me to lean completely on the Lord, to not, not only not boast about tomorrow, but not really boast about today, either. Mm. <laughs> to just get on with it with God and you know, lean on him for everything. The other part that was interesting about that, um, I know you're going to understand this because of who you are and what you're like and what your life is like, is that God said to me, hey, Liz, I know you want to tell everybody because that's your nature. Jump on the Facebook and Twitter and radio and whatever and tell everybody. He said, I don't want you to tell a soul. Mm -hmm. I, I just really want you to tell your immediate family, couple of close friends, nobody else. Wow. I said, why, Lord? I need, I need the prayer. Mm. He said, sure, you, you do, but I wonder if you could just lean on me wow. right now. Come on. Oof, that'll preach. Just lean on me. Yeah. So when you're feeling weak and you need strength, don't go running to a friend. Mm. Come to me. Mm. And so all summer long, you know, people would say, hey, how you doing, Liz? And I'd be like, oh, I, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> I don't think it. I have cancer, you guys. Wow. But God said, don't go there. Just trust me. Mm. And he finally gave me a release to go ahead and kind of get a little public about it when my hair fell out because, it, you know, it gets a little harder to hide then. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't until September. So um, 
it was a summer with God I will never forget. Mm. I just in his word, in his heart, curl up in his lap. I, I would exchange nothing for it. I'm so grateful for that diagnosis, which I know is a bizarre thing to say, but you just got to trust me on this. And because I wrote 31 Proverbs to light your path, leading up to that diagnosis, it was already out of my hands by then, but God had sown all these seeds of his truth in my heart, so I was ready. I knew where to turn. I knew yeah. where to start. Isn't it good? Yeah. Mm, that's so powerful. Um, I wish I could talk to you forever, like years. Um, the name of the book, you guys, is 31 Proverbs to Light Your Path. And this was taken from Liz Curtis Higgs' uh, followers. She asked, she asked them, hey, what's your favorite verse? And she really studied. I think it's interesting that you studied uh, 40 different uh, translations. Is that what you said? 40 different yes. Sure, why not? Um, that's, that's amazing to me. And that is so, to me, that is um, so admirable. I Those are the kind of books that I want to buy personally, and I want to learn from people that have done their due diligence and studied. Um, you guys, go pick up this book, 31 Proverbs to Light Your Path. Can they get it on your website, Liz? Oh, sure. Pop okay. on uh, LizCurtisSiggs.com. You'll find links to all your favorite online retailers. Bookstores have them. Whatever works for you. Ebook, real book, whatever. It's awesome. Okay. And, and, you know, she's all over. She's Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest guy. She's got a blog. Go check her out. Um, she is definitely one of the pioneers and one just, just legendary, legendary to, you know, young women like me that, you know, are aspiring to make God's name famous. Thank you so much, Liz, for being on my show. I really, really appreciate it. It's been pure gold for me, my dear. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you out there for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.